Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Make, make, pretend. <laughs> hey, the sun's out. <laughs> Look how oh, bright it is. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, boy. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope so, too. I know. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening, for tuning in again. Um, thank, thank you for uh, liking us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, if you listen on the WordPress site, thank you. Um, if you're downloading this via iTunes, thank you. If you've managed to get this off on Stitcher, thank I don't know you. how you did it, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you, everyone, everywhere. This has been a very stressful day. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, to, just to be, for full disclosure, just to be completely honest, we actually recorded a full episode, and we went to go... Um, edit it and playback and playback and everything was jumbled up it was it was awful we were hearing stuff from the end at the beginning of the show yeah it was a total audio displacement and uh, it was just it was too much to have to try to edit and puzzle piece everything back together so i just looked at sean and i'm like oh, let's just do another one let's do it i'm all for it let's go <laughs> let's do it let's get it done it's friday night yeah, thankfully I don't have to get up early. Yeah. Sure. I have no work tomorrow, much to the dismay of my co-workers. <laughs> <laughs> and you still got Monday off. I have Monday off, yes. it's um If you're in the Massachusetts region, it's a long day weekend. It is Patriots Day on Monday. Um, not the football team. No, no, <laughs> not the football team. Oh, I'm taking a Giants Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patriots Day is basically it um, celebrates the battle at Lexington when uh, the Boston, uh, this was the start of the Revolutionary War. So we celebrate that here. Yes, we do. That's right. We're taking it back. <laughs> Dumping tea and taking our ship back. Like Wizard. <laughs> this is Wicked Pissa. Bringing Wizard back. <laughs> it's Wicked Pissa. Wizard. I will tell this story. Tell it. i was waiting shot i'm like what's going on so i i worked on last saturday which boo it really sucked i was about Um, to go boo boo. i stopped laughing but it was it was it was all right um so i worked and on my way home my low pressure light came on yeah and i didn't really think anything of it i thought yeah i'm just a little low on air i'm sure it'll be cool Right. So I had to go to my brother's because he was performing surgery on my computer. And the Clear. Doctor, yeah, that's exactly. Oh, man. Like I was there over there like four hours and he looked at me and he's like, I can't save this. It's like a real surgery. Yeah. Four like, hours at least. He goes, I can't save this thing. It's dead. Um, which was kind of sad. Time of death. <laughs> Time of death. Well, you know what? All, I, all we were trying to do was pull a couple of things off my hard drive. And yeah, hard. Hard drive, hard drive, and I couldn't, it, it wouldn't work. So the hard drive was fried as well, 
So, but, you know, it's fine. I, I didn't have too much on there. I usually, ba- I'm pretty good at backing stuff up. I have a, <laughs> <laughs> I backed that ass up, bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty good at backing stuff up. So, I, <laughs> it's my other job. <laughs> oh, shit. The tips are good. So. <laughs> I'll bet. Now we're going to be too silly because we've we've already been there. So um, so I I run that errand and then I get home and I look at my tires. I'm like, but there's nothing wrong with them. Uh, So I I hang out at home and then Saturday, I'm sorry, Sunday, which is uh, my family day. I always have dinner with my family. It's a big thing. Um, It's a little tradition that started when my grandparents passed away. Uh, yeah, my my mom was kind of like we should all get together at least one day, and so we all we all do that. The whole family meets Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, the whole family meets over there, and so I went to go over there, and when I walked out to my car, I noticed my tire was almost completely flat. Shit. Yes. So oh. I go to I go to Cumberland Farms, Cumbies, <laughs> and there's this douche in. <laughs> <laughs> In front of the... Hi, douche. <laughs> She's in front of the air hose, just sitting there. Must like, be an airhead. Yeah, yeah, just taking up space. Oh, that bitch. There's like other... Yeah, I'm like, there's other spaces. What are you doing? Like, she's just sitting there. Come on. So, so I pass her aggressively, like, pull my car up, like, right behind her. And I'm just, like, staring at her like a creeper. <laughs> and uh, finally she gets a hint and she leaves. I was about to knock on her window, like, if you're not going to get air, please move, because people have emergencies. <clears throat> so, we did, she leaves, and I pull my car up, and I put air in the tire. Everything's cool. The low-pressure light is off. Yay! Um, so, I go to my parents. When I go to leave my parents, I notice that the pressure light is back on. So, I'm like, great. Uh, That's, it's not, it's obviously not, um, working. I have to have, like, a slow leak or something. It's not holding air. So, <laughs> so I'm kind of pissed off because I'm like, great. I me too. Now I have to uh, either take a day off from work or be late. So Monday I get up super early. I take my car to Sullivan Tire um, because it was the closest place. So I'm there like right when they open, 7 a.m. Yay. And the guy takes my car a few minutes after. Yay. And Yeah. And then I'm in the waiting room for almost an hour. Boo! Exactly. So I'm texting people because I have nothing to do. I'm like, just sitting at Sullivan Tile. Eventually, they call me and they're like, all right, your tie is all set. So I'm like, great. There's only like 35 bucks, which was great. And the guy's like, yeah, you had a uh, drywall screw in your tire. I'm like, really? It's like, how the fuck does that happen? Yeah, that's a little weird. You normally have like a regular nail in your tire. Yeah. A drywall screw. That's because in my spare time, when I'm not backing it up, I'm going through walls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving through walls because fuck it. Is that good? Yeah. So he even showed me the screw. He's like, "See, here it is." I'm like, "Okay, I believe." Proof. Like I believed him. I don't know why he needed to show me this the actual physical screw. So well, probably because one reason is that they had to have a meeting about it. <gasps> they were. They were. You, all right. You told me that they had a meeting about it. Here's the thing. I don't like... All right. 
So I'm sitting there patiently in the as I'm actually impatient. I'm a very impatient person. So I'm sitting in the waiting room, and I notice this guy come out from the back. Hello. And he pops out from the back, and he walks over to the guy behind the counter, and they're talking, but they're looking at me. <laughs> and it's like I can see you looking at me. They yeah, said so they were kind of huddled together, and yes. And then it became like a meeting. The other guy on the other side of the counter came over. So they were all together, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? At that point, I'd be like, okay, this is more serious than it really is. That's exactly. And why do you keep looking at me? All right. my thought thought was either it's going to be more serious than I think, or they're going to come out with Mm. a laundry list of shit that they want me to fix. You need to do this and this and this and this. That's how it always happens. Yeah. Like, thank you for telling me, but I didn't come in for that and that and that. I know, right? So. Fix this and fix. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up about it. So the guy's like, you're, you're all set. So I, I call my boss and I'm like, I'm on my way. And she's like, great. I'll be there when I'm there. <laughs> no, I was like, you know, I'll be there within the hour. And she's like, all right, cool. Okay. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm already late and I'm not going to get to take a lunch because of how late I am. Boo! So yeah. So I'm like, I might as well stop off at Cumberland Farms, Cumbies. Cumbies. And get myself like some caffeine and maybe a little snack to get me through the day. Yum. So <laughs> Yum. <laughs> so I stop off at Cumberland Farms and I get myself a little tall can of Mountain Dew and I grab a couple of snacks and I'm like, I should be good to make it through the day. So I, I, you know, I'm like, of course, the, they never want to give you a bag. I'm like, can I get a bag, please? And they was like, oh, why? <laughs> what do you want a bag for? You want McNuggets, too? <laughs> so, mm. so I get, I get this stuff in a bag, so I got my stuff. I have, I got my keys on in my pocket. I'm hitting the unlock button. I jump in my car, and I got my hands on the wheel. I go to put my key in the thing, and then I'm looking around, and I'm like, oh, Fuck. This isn't my car. <laughs> so I'm like, shit. Because immediately what tipped me off is I'm looking around and I'm like, my interior is not black and red. And where's my giant stuff? Who, yeah, I have this little Giants football. I have a Phil Coulson thing that hangs from my car uh, because I'm a nerd. So, <laughs> so I'm like, where's my shit? And who changed my interior? <laughs> and how they do it so damn quick? So it was like, I electric, I was like, leaped out of the car and I run over to my car and I had enough sense. I turn and I take a picture of the car and I send that to Sean and I'm like, dude, the car. say cheese. I was like, dude, you see this car? I just got in this car and he texts me back. He's like, you did not just get in this car. And I yes, said, that's pissa. You did. It wouldn't have been pissa if I got caught, but I got away with it. And then I sent it to my sister. I'm like, I happened. I was like, I just got in this car. I thought it was mine. And she goes, that doesn't even look like your car. <laughs> I said, I know. That don't look like a Hyundai. So then she continues, that's a Chevy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. That's black. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Your car's kind of like a charcoal gray almost. Yeah. And you know what she did to me later on? I <clears> called her um, so I could so I could tell her something. And we were talking for a minute. And she goes, Hey, I got to ask you a question. And I said, what? And she goes, whose car are you in tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my car. I'm in my car tonight. Oh, I just want to make sure. Registration says me. Yeah. 
And then she goes, I can't tell you how many times I thought of doing that. Just ditching my car and grabbing somebody else's. I'm like. Grand Theft Auto. I know. I was like, but that's against the law. Well, if you do it intentionally. <laughs> I know. If your mind's on autopilot and you're not thinking and you just happen to get in someone else's car, it's not intentional. Yeah. So I asked Jay. I called Jay on the way to work and I'm like. Jay? Yeah. I'm like, Jay? I said. I said, yeah. <laughs> I said. And I told him what happened and he started laughing. He's like, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> and I said. Is that like entirely possible that my remote would have opened another vehicle? And he goes, actually, it is. He goes, if it actually, he goes, if <laughs> he goes, if it ha- if it's on the same uh, frequency, you can unlock somebody else's car. And I was like, holy shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know this like little certain frequencies with that. Yeah, they're all on frequencies. He's like, mm. you can unlock somebody else's car. And I was like, oh shit! He goes, it's it's not easy to do. <laughs> He's like, and I said. Because I said, you know, why would somebody leave their... It was a nice car, too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was a nice car. So I was like, why would somebody leave, like, a nice car unlocked? And I was like, could I have unlocked it? And he said, yeah, you could have. I was like, oh, shit. Kind of makes you want to go to, like, a, uh, a mall. Makes me want to run around, like, yeah. hitting my thing. Like, See how many cars will unlock with your key? Yeah. Like, let's make this happen. That was And that was Monday. That was Monday. Now, let me throw something in that happened Tuesday. Oh, throw it in. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Toss it right in there. Yeah. Now, you had the tire problem then. Tuesday. I sure did. My wife, Tab, was going to work. She just got off the highway. And then her rear tire blew. Oh, my gosh. The right rear tire. And from what the AAA guy said to her, it's like something on the ground just kind of reached up and sliced the tire. Because she had like a at least a two inch gash <coughs> on the side of her tire. Damn. And I remember from working at Sears Auto. Yeah. About sixteen years ago. <laughs> back <laughs> in my day. Today. Yeah. <laughs> if you get tire problems and it's somewhere in the center of the tire or close to the shoulder, it can be fixed or plugged. Okay. If it's on the shoulder of the tire or the side, it's unrepairable. Ooh. And once she told me it was a gash on the side, I'm like, nope. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> Today's not your day. Oh, no. I felt really bad for her. Oh, but Triple H changed the tire to her spare, and she recently got a replacement tire. But it's just weird how that happens to her day after you have your tire problem. <laughs> that sucked. You, you get a nail in your tire, she gets a gash on the side. Yeah. I was worried about my car all week. <laughs> I know. Knock on wood. Thank God. Nothing happened. I thought maybe Wednesday was my day. But it might have been. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was concerned about. So, that was my little tire story that I can throw in there. <laughs> nice. Now, you also had a little issue at your work. I did. Having to do with a certain death poop. Oh! The death poop. Yeah. <laughs> not even a revenge poop it was a no. death poop um, so I go to lunch and I go to take my little nap and then I come <laughs> and then I come back Hello. and I have to go to the bathroom so I go to go and I go to go <laughs> I go to go Giggity so go. I go to walk in the bathroom Hello. and it was like immediately as I opened up the door like something came wafting out <laughs> So I imme- I just jumped out. I jumped out of the bathroom, and w- before I could stop myself, I went, whoa. 
Now, when you text me and you said that you went, whoa. Whoa! I was thinking you went, whoa! I was more like, whoa! And there's a guy whose cubicle is right there. And he kind of, he leans out of the cubicle. And he goes, that bad, huh? (laughs) And I just looked at him and I was like, yes, it is. And he's like, yep. And I said, I don't know how you do it. How do you sit here? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, you shouldn't even have eyebrows. <laughs> Your eyebrows should be gone. It's, it always stinks. And he looks at me and he's like, they're stickers. <laughs> he's like, I lost them years ago. Without missing the beat. Yeah. They're stickers. They're stickers. I lost them years ago. Like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Probably from all the re- revenge poops in that room. Yeah. Yeah. Hair by hair, they just fell out. <laughs> hair by hair. <laughs> Little by little. Yep. Everything goes away. Oh. So <laughs> Well, alright. So it was a bit it was a big if you like Marvel stuff, it's a bit it was a big week for Marvel stuff. Yay. Um uh, yes. Uh Captain America premiered. Uh they did the red carpet premiere. I didn't get my invite, it must have got lost in the mail. Oh I know. Bastards. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't get my invite. What's up? You guys owe her passes. Yeah. So from it's getting like everybody's just amazed with it so far. Um, so there was that. Uh, Clark Gregg broke the internet when he went on. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, and announced that one of the characters on Agents of Shield was gonna die. And Ooh. I'm like, and I'm just sitting there going, if it's your character, I can't watch the show anymore. Because <laughs> I like the show, but like he really makes the show for me. So I'm like, if he goes away, I'm done. I'm done. I walk away slowly. Slowly back out of the room. Slowly backing it up. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Like Homer Simpson did a lot. Yeah. Uh, they released the Doctor Strange uh, trailer. Uh, Benedict uh, Cumber, Cumberbund. Cumberbatch. Cumberland Farms. Cumberland Farms. Benedict Cumberland Farms. Um, I know, all I know is that he's Sherlock Holmes. Hey, Holmes. <laughs> that's, all Holmes? I, that's all I know about him. Um, but so it just looks, it just looks really weird. I don't, I don't know much about that character yet. So I'm like, I don't know, but. The world's greatest detective. Yeah, I don't, well, that's Sherlock. I don't know about the, the other thing. And then they, they released the title for the Spider-Man movie, which is going to be Spider-Man Homecoming. Welcome back. (laughs) I know. I don't understand. Well, they're thinking like it's going to, because it. It's going to, I don't know, is he going to take place in school and he's going to the homecoming dance or something? <laughs> I don't know. But. Will they... he go as Peter? Will he go as Spider-Man? <laughs> we'll find out. Tune in. After this. They they <coughs> they don't know which, or they haven't announced which villain they're going to do. Um, but they know what actor that they want for it. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Tim Curry <laughs> should be in everything. I would love it if it was Tim Curry. I don't think he can. I think he's not doing too well health wise. Oh, no, poor Tim. Yeah. Um, but they actually want Michael Keaton. Yes. I know. Keaton. Michael Keaton. And he hasn't said yes or no. All I know that he's interested. Go for him. Yes. And but they haven't said like what villain it's gonna be. Which I'm like It's Keaton, you can pull off anything. Well, I think they're doing that on purpose. Marvel's pretty secretive, and they don't—they don't tell you something they unless secrets. they really want you to. Yeah, they keep that secret. Man, they got those red pages. Oh, and then they announced. This was actually just announced this afternoon. 
um, that Netflix is doing the Luke Cage show, and the whole soundtrack is going to be a Tribe Called Quest, <laughs> which I am nice. so excited about because you know Fife Dog passed away like two weeks ago. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, he had uh, diabetes. Oh, boo. Yeah, he died from diabetes complications. He was only 45. Here we go, yo. So so what's the scenario? The scenario is insulin. (laughs) Oh. Um, Yeah, he was only like 45. Oh, so so, young. Yeah, that's, I'm like, oh, it's too young. That's too young. There's been a lot of passings just this year alone. There really has. We're we're only in April. There really has. I'm not. Only four months, three and a half months into the year, really. Been a lot of passings. Yeah, I'm not digging it. Um, no diggity. No diggity. <laughs> no doubt. That's all I got right now. <laughs> Do you want to get into the the movies? No. <laughs> nope. Nope. No, the story, but maybe uh, if you want, if you still got the passage from the the uh, thing that you read. Oh, the custom service stuff. That yeah. You I actually thought. It? I actually thought that I'd do something a little different. All right. There is a, a uh, it's like an app and a website. You ever hear of Yelp? Yelp.com. Nope. Okay, well, Yelp. <laughs> Yelp is basically. Um, Sound of dog mix? No. <laughs> Yelp. <laughs> basically what it is is that you can do reviews. You can do reviews of a lot of restaurants. Re- mostly people use it to review restaurants. Um, any place that you know you interact, you could mm-hmm. you could do use it to uh, review, review a store. Anything? Yeah, you could basically yeah. As one Yelp user uses her Yelp profile to review bathrooms of establishments. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge poop, death poop. So she did one for this place called Cafe Natasha's, and she wrote quality toilet paper. <laughs> Which you know what I appreciate. I don't like cheap toilet paper. <laughs> you don't want the type that's like sandpaper scratching no! your ass. No. So she did another review for a place called Bailey's Chocolate Bar. Mm. Now, chocolate. she gave it three out of five, yeah. the bathroom. So it says, <laughs> the chocolate candle in the bathroom is a lovely compliment to the decor. Although, although the toilet paper is not of highest quality I've ever used. It's only two-ply and slightly thicker than tissue paper. Overall bathroom experience, three stars. I thought she was going to say, oh, the toilet paper is like taking a pine cone and ripe, ripe it in my ass with it. <laughs> Sorry, so I'll do, I'll do one more. This is, <sighs> this is called Third Degrees Factory. And this, uh, this is where this one got a lot of... It's, it's, uh, I thought you were going to say Third Degree Burn. No, it's four out of five stars for this Ooh. bathroom. One of my biggest fears as a public restroom user is someone walking in on me. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Make sure you lock that door. Amen to that. I feel you. Lock that door always. <laughs> the bathrooms at Third Degree Glass Factory escalate that fear times 10. The stalls are sliding doors with no locks. Oh, fuck that. Oh, come on. Oh, fuck that. You need privacy. The entire time I was using the restroom, I was paranoid that someone was going to swing the the stall shutter right open and expose me (laughs) at my most vulnerable state. (laughs) (laughs) Along with with the stall... Just let me get my pants up! (laughs) Just let me get my pants up! That's my (laughs) motto in life. (laughs) Along with the stall doors, not having locks, the toilet paper 
was two-ply and nearly tissue paper thin. That's not cool. No. It took me 24 squares to get the job oh. done. Man, when you got to use 24 squares, <laughs> that's time to reevaluate shit. Yeah. <laughs> 24 squares. Reevaluate shit. 24 <laughs> squares. Getting the job done. Normally, I would only give three stars for an experience like this, but the craftsmanship of the bathroom <laughs> sinks is amazing. Ooh. So I give this overall bathroom experience four out of five stars. Pretty cool. I want a bad, like, when's her bad? Oh, she's got a bad review. Oh, she got a bad review of IHOP. I got to do a bad review real quick. All right. Well, because I want to hear a bad one. Me too. I know. All right, so this is IHOP. I don't even know where she's from, so. Uh, Sonic. <laughs> beware. Yeah, I know, Sonic. They opened up that Sonic in um, um, Somerset, Mass. Nice. Yeah. there was a. It opened on the 13th. There was like a line of traffic down the street waiting for Sonic. Wow. Yeah. We're not we're not used to that stuff up here. So people no. just go apeshit crazy. Like, oh my god, it's uh, something. Probably waiting like a day and a half just to get up there. Yeah. All right. So back to the back to the bed. I hop thing. As soon as I opened the bathroom door, I was disgusted. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I. Okay, I would have skipped this bathroom if it wasn't for the fact I was about to embark on a four-hour journey. I'll skip the town name. So I had no other choice but to conquer my worst fears as a public restroom critic and use the IHOP restroom facilities. I thought you were going to say that her bathroom experience was going to be a four-hour journey. (laughs) I was say, what did she eat? Too much bran. (laughs) That'll do it. Tacos. (laughs) Brand tacos. <laughs> Upon opening the door, I first noted the mixture of toilet paper and paper towels scattered everywhere. That's I I don't oh I don't like that. That's when you look around the bathroom and you're like, I don't want to touch anything. <laughs> exactly. Stepping around the mess of toilet paper and paper towels, I had to Like choose... a minefield. Exactly. <laughs> a minefield of paper towels. <laughs> Episode title yeah. <laughs> Minefield of Paper Towels. I had to choose one of three stalls. First one was occupied, so I proceeded to the next. When I opened the second stall door, I was unpleasantly greeted by a clogged toilet full of toilet paper, (laughs) fecal matter, and other ingredients. (laughs) What are these other ingredients? I don't want to know. Let's keep it unknown. Yeah. Luckily, the third stall was in decent shape. (laughs) Mystery poop! Luckily, the third stall was in decent shape considering the condition of the rest of the bathroom. As I sat down, I was kind of disturbed by how large the gap was between the stall door and the actual stall. I completely understand what, what's going on here. It's uh, You're a guy, so very rarely probably do you have to deal with stall doors. But sometimes yeah. it's like there's like a gap thing there. And you're like, when you can peek out and watch people mm-hmm. wash their hands. <laughs> that means it's too crazy. big. That's creepy. Especially for them, they turn around and they see this eyeball looking like, hello. This gets fucked up. I this, see you. This gap became very problematic throughout my experience. It sounds like it's at least an inch wide. Yeah, yeah. I felt very rushed and violated. <laughs> you should never. I felt exposed and vulnerable. You should never, ever feel rushed and violated in the bathroom. No. Uh, I felt rushed and violated because of a woman that waited for the stall to open up and kept peering in at me. 
Creeper. That's rude. <laughs> and don't get me started about the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> she got a real thing about toilet paper. It was literally tissue paper. There were even directions attached to the toilet paper dispenser on how to paper mache. But the toilet paper was seriously as thin as tissue paper. When washing my hands, the sink seemed cleaner than the rest of the bathroom. Although looks can be deceiving. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, you know what I don't like? I don't like um, when you have the automatic thing. So you get the automatic mm-hmm. soap and it spews soap <laughs> on your hand. And then you put your hand underneath for the water. It barely gives you water. But, no, no, no. Well, it's like an automatic thing, but you have to hold down the little tap with one hand mm-hmm. in order to keep it on long Going. enough for yeah. you to wash. So, it's like you have to rotate hands. Because if you disgusting. don't, you press the thing, then you put both hands underneath, and once you get them both under there, it stops on you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's not... I don't know. That sucks. Yeah, it really does. Okay. Um, looks at me seeming considering the cleanliness of the rest of the bathroom and the fact that there was a pile of soap underneath the dispenser i was sure that <laughs> help yourself quite some time had passed since the sinks had been cleaned i must also mention the overflowing waste bins below the paper towel dispensers Ugh. probably overflowing yeah throughout my entire experience i was dreading having to touch the door handle on my way out Luckily, a lady in front of me had taken one for the team (laughs) by swinging the door wide open, giving me just enough time to squeeze through the closing door before it shut behind her. Overall bathroom experience, one out of five stars. Step your bathroom game up, IHOP. I would say at least a half a star. At the most, a half a star. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Exiting the bathroom sounds like... It's one of those moments where you uh, stretch your leg out and use your foot to stop the door. <laughs> I know. Wait. I know. Like if you're at a, a big job and you're like running to the elevator. Stop the elevator. <laughs> but you always get that prick. To the... <laughs> Once the door closes on you, like, shit. When I worked in Boston and had to do deliveries <clears throat> and stuff um, for a company, I used to have to carry a little cart with me. And... Um, some people would see me coming with the cart and just be like, nope, <laughs> nope. And I'd be like, oh, come on. You're going to make me wait till all 80 of you get off? <laughs> I'm here all day. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no way you're going to fit on here with that cart. Why don't you let me try at least? <laughs> at the same time, I'm picturing like you and me in the elevator and seeing somebody coming up to us like that. We do the same thing. Oh, hell no. Quick. <laughs> Press the button. Press Probably. The button. Oh man, I used, I can't even talk about what I used to do with that job. <laughs> <laughs> there was um, there was one elevator guy, who um, he was really cool, and he he just operates the elevator up up and down all day. So he'd see me coming, he'd be like, "Ah, oh, third floor," and I'm like, "That's right, Jose." <laughs> Jose Jalapeno on a stick. So this one time, I'm just on the elevator. Camp. And this guy gets on, Hello. and this is for a, a big finance company that I won't say the name of. And he's in a suit, and he gets on the elevator, and he looks at me, and he goes, Hey, people never talk to each other on elevators anymore. And then I said, Well, what do you call this? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, Well, we're not really talking. There we are. I'm pretty sure we are. And I said, Well, what do we do? 
we could at least talk about the weather. I was like, it's raining. <laughs> and he's like, have a good day. Like, that was it. I was getting off. I'm like, you got to get me out of here. Wow. I can't interact with you anymore. There was one another time I had to deliver to a rarely, uh, it was a very small building, but I had to take my cart with me because from that building I had to go to another place. So I went in <laughs> with this cart, and it was old building in Boston, and the elevator was kind of weird. It was at an angle. It was fucked up. So I managed to get in with my cart. That doesn't sound safe. No, and I hit the button, and it goes up to my floor, and I go to get off and realize I'm stuck in the elevator. <laughs> God. <laughs> and I'm fucking panicked. I have the door open button, and I'm just like, hello? <laughs> help. Anybody want to help me with my cart? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hmm. boy. There was, oh, since I'm already talking about that job, there was another guy. I would get tourists because I would be about three or four blocks from Faneuil Hall. So you get tourists come up to you and goes, where's Faneuil Hall? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know where Faneuil Hall is. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I can tell you about Glad A. Glad Would you like to buy some Glad <laughs> Selling it on my cart. <laughs> if you prefer Febreze, I got that too. No shit. Fanuel <laughs> Hall. I was like, okay. Fanuel. So, and I was walking down the street. <clears throat> and this guy in a suit comes up to me. <laughs> Fragile. Well, that sounds Italian. <laughs> this guy in a suit comes up to me and goes, hey, do you have any change? And now he's like in a suit. And he's dressed better than I am. So I'm like, uh, I think I got like 50 cents. So I'm in my pocket. Yeah. So I reach in my pocket. I'm fishing around. And I was like, and I said something. I said, well, you know, it's very rare. People have changed nowadays or something like that. And he goes, yeah. He goes, I got a real problem. And I said, well, what's your problem? (laughs) And he goes, I went, I decided I was going to go for a walk on my lunch break at work he said and now i don't know where i am (laughs) i said that is a problem yes that is a problem and he goes so i need to take a bus back i was like how much did you walk where the fuck did you walk from (laughs) holy shit like a forrest gump adventure (laughs) i'm walking across the world Oh. Life's like a box of chocolates. I guess. Holy shit. Alright. <laughs> oh, we're thirty five minutes in. Jump into the movies. So we're gonna we're gonna do the movies. So movies you gotta see, eighties edition. Police Academy three. Back in training. <laughs> hey! Along with Nice Police Academy 4 Citizens on Patrol Yeah Huh (laughs) (laughs) Alright So you should probably go first because you're three Yeah I think so (laughs) Sounds right Seems right Police Academy 3 
one of the main concepts of it is there's now two academies in the whole state. The governor is having this big thing at, um, at the uh, field somewhere with both academies saying it's the last time they graduate in two classes and the state wants to shut down one of the academies. I assume the state's trying to save money or some shit like that. <laughs> Cheap ass state. <laughs> yeah. Once they're having two academies, we're going to have one. So they appoint a committee to do an evaluation on the, the academies to see which one should shut down and which one should get the hell out. Right. So it's going to spend a couple of weeks with one academy and then go to another one. Uh, one academy is run by, of course, Commandant Lassard. Yay! Yay! And the other one's by Commandant Mauser. Who, in part two, went from lieutenant to captain. <laughs> now all of a sudden he's a damn commandant. All right. So if we're going to do that, we got the whole main cast back. And most of them... Just happens to be all sergeants now. When the second movie, they were rookies. So I would like to know how much time <laughs> in between has passed that all of a sudden there's sergeants now. 22 years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but they all look so young. I know. <laughs> so now in this one, Carrie Mahoney and the other uh, crew from the first two, they're now instructors helping out a new class. Some of the members of the new cast are... Zed by Bobcat Goldwaith. Sweet Chuck. Tim. <laughs> Tim Kazarinsky. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Kathleen Kirkland from the second one, who's partners in love interest with uh, Tackerberry. Her brother Bud, he's going to be a cadet in this. He wants to join the academy now. It's starting to become a family thing. Fackler's wife, played by Deborah Lee Scott. Uh, she's going to be in the class because she wants to be a cop now. And they even have a scene with her and Fackler outside the house. And uh, they're having a big argument out so all the neighbors could see. And she's <laughs> saying that she wants to join the force to be with him. And she's like, what, we're a, good what a horrible reason to become a policeman. Yeah, you want to be with your husband there? Yeah. She said, oh, we can lie together. We could share ammo. It's everything that makes a marriage work. Way matching uniforms. Fackler does say one chauvinistic thing, though. He's like, well, you're my lady. I'm the breadwinner, and your place is in the home, right? Come on, give me a kiss. What year is this? Um, 86. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Thought maybe it was 56. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fackler, 1950s called. They want the comet back. Yeah, really. Like, even I cringe just hear him say that now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, wouldn't you be proud of her? You would think. Yeah. I mean, you suck as a cop anyway. <laughs> Pot really... one, you're the reason why the riot started by throwing an apple out the car window. He really is. Dick. Dick! <laughs> <laughs> so since both uh, both academies are going to be um, evaluated, of course, Commandant Mauser being himself... He's going to have Sergeant Copeland and Sergeant Blanks, who's still on Lassard's side, try to sabotage Lassard's academy in, uh, in hopes that they fail so that they're gone and Mauser wins. Boo! Another <laughs> dick move. Yeah, for real. <laughs> now, one of the uh, cadets in this one that you get to see is Brian Tochi. Now, you might know him if you're 
Well, not just a fan of our show, but <laughs> you're a fan of like you're a fan. No, only if you're a fan of our fucking show will you know it. <laughs> if uh, you're a fan of Revenge of the Nerds, he played Takashi. <gasps> he was fresh. <laughs> yep. Nice. Funny scene that he was playing uh, poker or some type of card game with the uh, booger. He doesn't know how to play the card game. And Booger's showing him, but he's showing him a way that he's winning. Right. Booger's winning, not Takashi. And then uh, he's like, oh, I got a fresh. <laughs> and Booger's like, the fuck is a fresh? <laughs> and he says, oh, no, you got too many cards here. And you take these three out and replace them with three fresh cards. <laughs> oh, that's good, yeah. Oh, I win now. <laughs> and Brian Tochi also... He did a voiceover for some classic movies. The original Ninja Turtles movies. Nice. From 1990 to 93. He was the voice of Leonardo. The good movies. Yeah. He was the voice of Leonardo? Yeah, I never knew that because it doesn't, when I think back, it doesn't really sound like him. No, it does not. <laughs> from what I read up on, he was the voice of uh, Leonardo. I know in the first one, Corey Feldman was Donatello. Yes. I don't know why he. I don't know why he didn't do that in the other ones. In uh, part three, also there's a scene that Sergeant Proctor and Commandant Mauser, they have a little meeting with Blanks and uh, Copeland, up on top of the uh, rooftop of a building at night, kind of like under the cover of darkness. Uh, that scene is actually shot a lot longer than you see. They kind of deleted stuff down to probably edit for time, which I hate. If you're going to shoot a whole scene like that, just shoot the whole thing and put it in the movie. Right. I know sometimes things kind of stretch out and like, come on, you're dragging, let's go. Sometimes it might be worth keeping in. I've only seen this extended scene when it was on like cable or something. I forget what station it was on. Comedy Central? Probably. Yeah. Going back to uh, Mrs. Fackler, played by Deborah Lee Scott. If uh, anybody's watching that... uh, was a fan of Welcome Back Cotter, and they're thinking, why does she look familiar? Well, on Welcome Back Cotter, from 75 to 78, she played Rosalie Totsie, or Hotsie Totsie, as she's nicknamed. <laughs> she's kind of considered uh, a whore. <laughs> That's why, why I like... you come right out with it, Sean? <laughs> come right out with it. The guys tease her and like almost kind of call her as a whore. That's why they call her Hotsie. The one that plays Commandant Mauser, Art Metrano. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, looks like Metrano. Is that yeah, Metrano. He actually appeared in WKRP in Cincinnati. He sure did. In the episode called Changes, his character's name was Ted Jeffrey. Yeah, he owned a, um, what was it, a chain of... Command. <laughs> no, it was a... <laughs> It was a chain of sun tanning treadmill things. It's like you could get a, a, a sun tan. You could basically, you could do a tanning machine kind of thing on a treadmill. Sounds a little hard. Yeah. Well, he was kind of a... <laughs> I assume it was a crooked business because he was a really sleazy guy. He's an and, asshole. Um, so Herb, Herb, uh, Herb's character was trying to kind of like endear himself so he cleaned himself up and wore a proper suit and everything and 
he shows up in like this really loud polyester thing and he's like, <laughs> you're not a salesman. I can't talk to you. You don't talk my language. And then he looks at the receptionist, Jennifer, and he's like, now you, you can talk my language. You call me. Five, five, five. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh. <laughs> I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do the whole episode. I thought maybe it was more in the episode that you wanted to mention no, about no, it's art. Fine. He's only in it for like <clears throat> maybe five minutes. He's a really good actor, though. Yeah, he's I funny. Haven't, I haven't seen him in many other stuff, but he did quite a few stuff. Just from, check check imdb.com. From what I understand, he uh, he sustained a fall, and he's like paralyzed now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's bad enough that like we're only a few months into the year, and we've lost so many famous people and singers. Yeah. I mean, recently we just lost um, George Gaines, who was Commandant Lassard. Yes. Um, Passing away at the age of 98. Patty Duke died a couple weeks ago. Fife. Yeah. That Fife was, dog Patty Duke died was Sean Astin's uh, mom. Yes. Sean Astin from the Goonies. She had her own show too. She was she was a star in her own like right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so proceed. <laughs> oh, proceed. <laughs> Part three, going to Carrie Mahoney, played by Steve Gutenberg. He has another love interest. Because he's a, just a man whore. <laughs> he can't keep a girl. No. Either he can't keep it or he doesn't want to. I don't know what's what, what's up with him. This uh, this one, he falls for a cadet. Her name's Karen Adams, played by Sean Weatherly. Baywatch fans may know her as Jill Riley. I, oh. ne- I never really watched Baywatch, so I wouldn't know. I didn't either. They have a Baywatch movie coming. With Dwayne The Rock Johnson. With The Rock, yeah. And other people, I assume. <laughs> I hope so. It's got an R rating. Which Good already. Which almost, yeah, which almost makes it, like, intriguing. It's like, oh, at least it's rated R. I think Hasselhoff is going to be in it a little bit. They should try to at least get him to do some kind of cameo thing. I think he did do a cameo. I'm not sure. I shouldn't I shouldn't talk specifically. It's like, I don't really know. Right now we're talking hopes. <laughs> I assume he did. Hopes that Hasselhoff gets a cameo. Cameo. Camino? Cameo. Get that Camino. <laughs> Hopes he gets a cameo. Shit. It's a Camino. Yeah. See, it's late now. <laughs> that just silly. <laughs> silly billies. <laughs> <laughs> and hopes that within the R rating that it is good and they don't really screw it up being like a, I don't want to say like a reboot or remake, but. Yeah. Make it into a movie. But going back to Please Scammy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, the, other, the second part of the main story with this one here. It's towards the end. Now, there was a big get-together at uh, the regatta. And a bunch of guys, they're posing as all the waiters and the chefs and all them. And at one point, one of the cadets is walking by a door to the kitchen. And he looks in and all of them are putting masks on and loading up their guns. Yeah. Because they're going to go out there and rob everybody. <gasps> they're going to rob them. Rob them. Broke. Yeah. <laughs> Robin broke. Robin broke. 
This is a police academy movie. No one gets killed. No, not really. And that's not spoiling anything. Uh, not just a robbery goes down, but they decided to take the governor hostage. So now it's up to Lasard's team to kick some ass and get the governor back. I'm not going to tell you how that ends. <laughs> You're going to have to guess and watch. How did that end? <laughs> Another familiar face that returns in part three is the woman that played the hooker or the prostitute from the first one. And this one here, she shows up at a policeman's ball that has both academies at. Why the fuck she's there, I don't know. But she just shows up right where Mahoney is, talking to Karen, and... Hey, remember me? <laughs> hey, how you doing? So, him and her, Mahoney and her, uh, come up with this little idea, the prank Proctor. Because Proctor comes over with two guys behind him, he tries to act like a big shot, and the two guys get called off, and Proctor doesn't realize it until he turns around. Yeah. The hooker takes Proctor upstairs... <laughs> Which I assume the whole the whole ball is in like a hotel, yeah, in like a grand lobby somewhere. Because next thing you know, they're in a hotel room. Like a minute later, so they had to have gone upstairs. So she kind of gets him so that uh, he's fully naked, <laughs> and she's she's almost naked, but she's got like know, like a little top on, and I think she still has the bottoms on. The way the way the camera shoot it, you can't really tell, but. You can use your imaginations. <laughs> so she tricks Proctor into going out, waiting in the the hallway while she finishes getting ready to continue their escapade. Right. <laughs> and then Proctor realizes after he turns and sees two, uh, two people in the hallway looking at him, he finally realizes that uh, she locked him out of the room. <laughs> so now he's got to try to avoid everybody seeing his naked ass. Uh, he sneaks into the elevator after a group of people come out. And he's sitting there covering himself. Hi. Warm the night. He jumps in the elevator, sneaks downstairs, and I assume he goes out like a back door. And being a cop, even though you're in desperate need, he steals a car. It just happens to have keys in it. That is Grand Theft Auto. Yes. But I assume him being a cop. Oh, sorry. I'm just borrowing this. Yeah. But one thing he didn't notice was the car doesn't have much gas. So he's driving down the street and starts stalling. And then uh, he sees two trash cans. He grabs the cat, uh, trash can lids to cover himself or censor himself. Because cars are passing by. So he holds one up over his head and one over his schlong. Schlong! <laughs> it's kind of funny. Cover up that schlong. Yeah. All night long. <laughs> Shonging. <laughs> so he's just kind of trying to open every door that's, that's uh, nearby. So he finally finds a door that opens up. The thing that bothers us is, wouldn't you know where you're at? Because he goes into the room, closes the door, he feels relieved. Place is dark for some damn reason, I don't know why. Because it's a gentlemen's club <laughs> lights come on and guess where he's at <laughs> a blue oyster bar now he's in shock drops the can lids hey 
And everybody's standing as buck naked ass. Yup. Proctor got his. <laughs> Here's the thing that I have trouble with on that, right? Right. Is there was, I don't know if it was part two. It has to be part two or part one. Maybe I could He do wasn't it. in part one, so it has to be part two. Where somebody is needing directions. There's some kind of bar, a brawl that uh, occurs at the Blue Oyster Bar. Yep. So they're like, oh, let me get the address. And he turns around and he says the address. <laughs> yep, someone's it's... calling on, over the um, communications desk right. to uh, Hooks. Like, the Blue Oyster Bar. And he's like, yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. The Blue Oyster Bar is... And then Proctor just comes out. 621 Cowan Avenue. Yeah. So it's like, I want to know why is it, if he knew the address off the top of his head, every time he ends up there, he's surprised. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I'm here. It's like, you know the address. By now you should know the guys. <laughs> he knows the bouncers. He knows the bartender. The guy who runs a jukebox. He knows it all now. Anyway, proceed. <laughs> Part three. It was released on March 21st of 86. Yep. Uh, as the filming locations go, as with the other films in the series... The film was shot primarily in Toronto, Canada. The city skyline is clearly identifiable <laughs> in the concluding yacht scenes, the yacht club areas. Right. And there's a scene where uh, Miss Fackler is driving a police car, and uh, she's got hooks in the passenger seat, and they're chasing some guys in another car. She drives over a dirt pile out of an alley, and at the end of the alley... There's a Toronto Sun paper box. So that, that's another thing that shows uh, they're in Toronto. <laughs> the city grid shown on the computerized dispatch system when uh, Facklin hooks her in uh, uh, the communications room. It also shows a map of downtown Toronto streets with a detailed bordering between Trinity and Queen Streets and the Gardner Expressway. Uh, and some scenes with Tackerberry, that when he shoots out the television screen with his gun, yeah, a Canada Dry soda machine can be seen in the background. Nice. Next to a, quote, C-plus soda machine, which is a form of Sunkist that is only sold in Canada. Oh. I love a good Sunkist. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't turn down a Sunkist. No. I even like no. Crush, too. Crush is good. <laughs> is good if you can get it i like both i love soda <laughs> yeah i do too that's my problem surprise surprise the film received negative reviews no yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wonder who gave those negative reviews oh i can guess <laughs> But despite the negative reviews, the film debuted at number one in the box office. So take that, bitches. I knew it. It's like, take that. <laughs> the film grossed $43.6 million domestically. Domestically. <laughs> Making it the 17th highest grossing film in 86 in the U.S. It faced <laughs> stiff, <laughs> stiff box office competition to other high-profile comedy films released earlier that year. And here's a good list. Oh, let's, let's do it. <laughs> Back to School. Nice. Rodney Dangerfield. Ruthless People. <gasps> nice. Rich, uh, Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold's in that movie. <laughs> Moose. 
Moose. <laughs> I'll always love that part from him. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Awesome. Ballsy. <laughs> Down and Out in Beverly Hills. That one's all right, I guess. That's I never, a. Uh, I never saw that. What's his name? Uh, Richard Dreyfus. Oh. He was in Stand By Me. Richard Dreyfus is in that. He was. Yes. He was the narrator or the um, the book writer. Yes. Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> Legal Eagles. Um. Oh, what's his name? Robert Redford. Yep. Short Circuit. Nice. Which also had Steve, Steve Gutenberg. Yep. A double dose of Gutenberg. He went up against himself in the wow. box office. That's awesome. Good for you, Steve. <laughs> I'm battling it out with myself. <laughs> Either way, I'm winning. Winning. <laughs> oh, here we go. Running Scared. Nice! I fucking love that movie. <gasps> I should talk about that movie next week. Yeah, we should. I love that movie. Oh, my God. We should watch it. Oh, we should. Money Pit. That's a good movie. We've talked about that one. Yeah. Tell me. Gung Ho. Nice! Michael Keaton. Keaton Man. This is, we are like the unofficial Michael Keaton, Tim Curry podcast. Yeah. Every fucking, every fucking one we have to talk about Michael Keaton and Tim Curry. Might have to change the title to <laughs> just saying Tim Curry, Michael Keaton. It should be in everything. Or Michael, Tim Curry, Michael Keaton. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> I know. Wildcats. That's a good movie. Goldie Hawn. Yeah, it's um, a football movie, right? Yes. Goldie mm-hmm. Hawn, Wesley Snipes, and Woody Harrelson. Woody! Yeah, he's he's actually he's really funny in that movie. And him and Wesley Snipes was in White Men Can't Jump together. Yes, they were! Good 90s movie. Yes, it was. And let's see. Hannah and her sisters. I, I don't, don't know that know one. one. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, at a loss. <laughs> Uh, when Police Academy 3 was released on VHS, it grossed $21 million in the U.S. in rentals. Good for them. That's cool. Yeah. And that's Police Academy 3. <laughs> Back to you, Tara. Back to you, Tara. <laughs> wow. All right. So now I get the pleasure of talking about Police Academy 4. To round out our Police Academy, it's a double dose. Because last week... Last week we talked about uh, one and two. Yeah. Word. <laughs> Word. All right, so let me run this down real quick. We're already at like an hour. Shit. I know. So Steve Gutenberg, bubble, uh, bubble, 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 bubble gum. Uh, Bubba Smith. Bubble Smith. My, Michael Winslow, David Grath, Tim Kazarinski. <laughs> I can never say that. Leslie Estabrook, Marion Ramsey, Brian Tochi, uh, G.W. Bailey, George Gaines, Bobcat Goldthwait, Billy Bird is back, Brian Backer, David Spade. This is actually David Spade's first movie. Sharon Stone. Hooray! She was Steve Gutenberg's love interest in that one. Yeah. Because, like I said, he's a man whore. He's a man whore. So, Police Academy was was released in 1987. Great year. This was the last Police Academy movie to feature Steve Gutenberg. And the last Police Academy movie that was good. (laughs) 
I think it was the last one to to have the blue oyster bar as well. Just yeah, a... they didn't do any blue oysters in the yeah. last three. Okay, so here's the breakdown of the plot. Uh, Commandant Eric Lassard decides the police force is overworked and understaffed. Oh. <laughs> So he comes up with this insane idea of recruiting civilian volunteers to work side-by-side with police officers in a program called Citizens on Patrol, or COP for For short. short. (laughs) (laughs) So Mahoney and his friends are in charge of training the civilians. Peeps. (laughs) Peeps. The civilians include the enormous Tommy House Conklin, played by Tab Thacker, who uh, he passed away from hmm. diabetes as well. That's two di- diabetes. Oh. Um, yeah, he lost his leg first. Uh, Double boo. Yeah, that's rough. A gung-ho senior citizen played by Lois, uh, Lois Feldman, played by Billy Bird. She's been in a lot of stuff. She was in uh, 16 Candles. Yep. And um, One Crazy Summer. One Crazy Summer, right, which had Bobcat Goldthwait. Yep. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tackleberry's father-in-law, skateboarding delinquents Kyle and Arnie, played by David Spade and Brian Backer, respectively. They get caught by Captain Harris, and the judge is about to throw the book at them, but then Mahoney speaks up uh, to, to the judge and asks to let them join the COP po- program as alternative punishment. Which is, that's basically how Mahoney got on the police force. Yep. It was a favor. It was like punishment for what he did to that guy's car. Uh, does it say the name of the other guy again? That was with David? Yeah, Brian Backer. He was on um, Money Pit. He was? He was playing uh, ping pong on the table uh, at the beginning of the movie. Was he? Yep. Huh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't dispute you. It's nope. impossible. I've seen him in other stuff. I just can't place it. So, Captain Thaddeus Harris, played by G.W. Bailey, believes the concept of citizens doing, po- <laughs> doing police work is asinine. I can't help but agree with He's determined to see the COP program fail and take over the SARS job at the Academy. Of course. Aw. So... After several volunteers accidentally foil an undercover police sting, the Citizens on Patrol program gets suspended, much to Harris's delight. While Harris gives a tour of his precinct, Proctor messes up and is tricked, Simon says, (laughs) he's tricked into releasing every inmate at the precinct 19 jail, including a team of ninjas. Why are the ninjas in jail? Because they suck as ninjas. (laughs) Why the fuck? There was like a whole prison cell full of ninjas. Yep. What are the? I want to know the circumstance that led to that. <laughs> Unfortunately, they don't cover it. I think that's a wasted storyline. <laughs> really? What are the circumstances? Yeah. Like, why were they get? Why did they get caught? Why were they in jail? I need to know. Because they're terrible ninjas. I guess. They're supposed to be unseen. So... <laughs> like, poof. Yeah, I know. You're not there. You're supposed to be able to get away well if you're a ninja. And quietly. Exactly. Uh, also in the jail is special guest Randall Tex Cobb. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I can't remember right now what he was in, but... 
He is in a lot of stuff. He's in stuff. He's in stuff. After the criminals imprison Harris and the guests, they make their escape from the precinct, only to run into Mrs. Feldman, who wastes no time informing the Lassard Academy. The face that she makes when she sees everybody breaking out of jail. I know, that's kind of funny. She's like, (laughs) I'll get you. (laughs) When Lassard's officers hear of the jailbreak, the COP volunteers are dispatched along with regular officers to catch escaped felons. That sounds incredibly dangerous. To have, like, normal people. Mm -hmm. These are, like, escaped felons. (laughs) It's bad. And Brian Tochi's character, he's... He has some type of assignment that he is uh, working on when um, Lassard and everybody goes to another country for a meeting. Right. So he's kind of over there, and he hasn't seen him and Callahan hooked up in the third one. So they're kind of like boyfriend-girlfriend. Yeah. So they kind of haven't seen each other in a while. So when he comes back, they're getting ready to reunite, get it on. (laughs) (laughs) Get it on. And then Hooks comes running in. Hooks comes running in. There's been a jailbreak. <laughs> then um, Callahan's like, oh. <laughs> like, come on. He's back. I want to score. <laughs> Ain't no loving till the criminals are caught. <laughs> Fucking Proctor. Yeah. Bastard. So, after stopping a robbery and a high-speed air balloon chase, the felons are recaptured. Okay. I like this movie. It's like one of my favorite police academies. It's got balloons. Uh, well, that's not... <laughs> my issue is the balloons. I feel like... That's they, how you refer to that movie. The balloon one. The balloon one. I feel like they could have figured out a different way. It's like... It felt like they had a discount for air balloons. <laughs> and they were like, all right, well, we have these coupons. So we might as well use these air balloons to finish this movie. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. There's a real good scene in that movie, too, that involves Proctor and uh, Harris. It's in the office. Yeah. Uh, Harris is talking to Proctor about how he hates it. I already know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. And uh, Harris has in his office one of those those scientific things with the four steel balls, and you pull the back one, and it just goes and hits the other ones. Right. Without the middle ones moving. Mm. And he sees uh, Proctor playing with it, and he's like, don't touch those. Don't you ever touch my balls without asking. <laughs> and everybody on the other side of the window is looking like, what the hell? Because they, yeah. they can't see in the Harris's office from the waist down. Right. So that's what makes it funnier. Um. Uh, real quick, one of my favorite things is uh, the pl- the prank that they play on the, the rookie guys. Oh, yeah. Spading with, them. Yes. Yes, with the chainsaw. And stuff. I won't get... That scene is so funny. Yama, 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 yama. I laugh my ass off every time. Because they think they're ready. Yeah, they think they're hot shit. And they're <laughs> like, uh-uh. Well, David Spade's character in that is a real arrogant asshole. Yeah. So the felons get recaptured. Meanwhile, House, Kyle, Arnie, Butterworth. Ronnie, Bobby, save- Ricky, Mike, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> New edition. All save Harris and Proctor from drowning in the river after Lada's attempt. Why? Uh, failed attempt to participate in the chase. I don't To be nice, I guess. So, Zed impresses his girlfriend, Laura, by saving Sweet Chuck's life after they both fall out of the plane in midair. She was and vice versa. Yes, she was. Several of the police chiefs who have gone to, who have gone to witness Lassard's program in action 
congratulate and compliment Lassard on his program and his officers. Thank so you. it's kudos all around. All right. Really. At that point. So the the movie debuted at number one. Hey. Which is, I'm surprised, considering it's a police academy movie. <laughs> Didn't they all? Yeah. Well, did they? I think so. I don't know. I'm not so sure. I don't know. So it debuted at number one in the United States weekend box office and would go on to gross a total of over $28 million. It ranks at number 44 of the year's top box office films. It faced stiff competition. <laughs> stiff. <laughs> stiff. Competition in the United States uh, theaters in early 1987 from such high-profile comedy releases as... Here we go. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Woo! Yeah. yeah. Secret <laughs> of My Success. Nice. Nice. Michael J. Fox. Yes. The Witches of Eastwick. Jack Nicholson. Bette Miller. <laughs> it's like Wait. we're trying to... It's like we're like... It's like we're like playing fish. Go fish. <laughs> I didn't I got, see it. I got two bet Midlers. You go fish. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Uh, which is Dragnet. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Outrageous Fortune. Never saw it. Also a bet Midler movie. Although uh, George Collins in it. Mannequin. Nice. <laughs> Roxanne. Uh, Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Roxanne. Uh, Blind Date, which is probably the only Bruce Willis comedy I can think of. I didn't see Blind Date. You didn't see Blind Date? Blind Date, I think it's uh, with Kim. I think her name is Kim Basinger. Can't I see think that's you... the girl in the movie. I'm not sure. Can't see when you're blind. No. <laughs> ah! I didn't see it. No, well, the, mo- the premise of that movie is like, she can't drink. She's not supposed to drink because alcohol fucks her up, and he lets her drink, so a wild night ensues. Woo! Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Spaceballs. Yeah. Yes. Adventures in Babysitting. Cool. Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds (laughs) of Paradise. (laughs) (laughs) Harry and the Hendersons. Nice. Inner Space. Sweet. Mine's short. Why the fuck? This is like the third time Inner Space has come up in our podcast. Everything goes back to Inner Space. I guess. Tin Men, which I think was Kevin Costner. And Ernest Goes to Camp. Hey. <laughs> I just love the Ernest movies. Yeah. And the TV show on Saturday mornings. Which, yeah. Which to me, when I look back quickly, it seemed like the show was on all the time on Saturdays, 11 o'clock. But it seemed like there's more episodes than there really is. But there was only 13 episodes. Okay. They probably rerun a, a few. Yeah. Rerun. <laughs> they probably rerun. What the fuck? It's because it's late. Rerun. They rerun. Rerun. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know. Oh, you guys. Well, if you're in Massachusetts. Like us. Like us. Uh, happy Patriots Day. Oh, it's also the day of the um, Boston, Boston Marathon. Marathon. So, Good luck to everybody uh, out there if today, you're listening. Today was actually the third anniversary of the Boston Marathon bombing. A lot of stations, radio stations, did a moment of silence. Jay's station did mm-hmm. a couple minutes of silence nice. for that. Yeah. Um, so if you get a long weekend, have a safe, happy weekend. It's going to be decent weather, so... Yeah, also no next complaints. week. I think Tuesday is supposed to be like 
72 oh, or 70. God. Next Thursday is supposed to be 74. Oh, now I'm getting tingly. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Right now I'm just happy of a three-day weekend. Yes. I will take that all day long. Oh, yeah. I need some sleep. Yes. So, um, yeah, so as always, thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week. And, Sean, tell them what to do. Have a good everything.